Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash oh, or me too. Treasure. Oh, no. It's okay. A podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations of whatever we read this week. And this week, no, I have to get to do it. What did we read, Kim? We read a beastly kind of Earl. Excellent by, by Mia Vinci. It is the Long Hope Abbey series, book one. And this was the actual book recommended to us by Lorelai on Twitter. Yes, but she we couldn't get hold of this. It doesn't exist in Australia unless you buy a hard copy. Correct. So I had to and, order it physically off the internet. And so in the meantime, we did read A Dangerous Kind of Lady, which is Arabella's book, and we have reviewed that on a previous episode. Yeah, so this is a prequel. Well, it's not a prequel. It's just first in the series. No, it's not. Arabella's is first in the series. This was written after, and it's called A Long Hope Abbey Prequel. Well, according to this, it's Long Hope Abbey Book One. I'm reading it well, off the internet. According to Mayor Vinci's website, it's Whatever. a prequel. So, at any rate, I'm going to invite Kimberly. Well, first, I'm going to thank Lorelai for the recommendation of this book and for bringing Mia Vinci to our attention. Absolutely. She's Australian. She is Australian, which yeah. is why I remember the conversation on Twitter saying, I can't, it's not on Kobo. We can't find it digitally. I can't and believe it's said, not digitally available in Australia. She's Australian. Australian. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, so we found it. Get it together, me and Vinci's publisher. And now uh, it's always fun to find authors who, like, we obviously we've read another one of her books because we did Dangerous Kind of Lady, and yeah. it's always fun to find authors who are local who you want to read more of their work. Correct. So thank you, Lorelai. Really appreciate that recommendation. Yeah. And I'm going to throw to Kim to do the spoiler-free recap. Thank you very much. Might be the first time in our entire acknowledged friendship that you have called me Kim. Weird. Right, spoiler-free, here we go. <laughs> It's very true. I write your name as Kim for this podcast, but I always call you Kimberly. You do. Kimberly. Kimberly. What's the spoiler-free recap of this story? Okay, so I don't know when it's It's a Regency romance. Basically, it's about kind of... At the st- it starts with the main the heroine talking about deliberately creating mischief, mm. and the hero is out to create some mischief as well. So it's kind of it has this almost hilariously complicated setup, but it's acknowledged as being hilarious and deliberately complicated. So basically, Thea Knight has fallen from grace about two years prior to the start of the novel. And so she's been kind of living off in a governess or a companion position. Yeah, her, her family doesn't acknowledge the, her and yeah. she's sort of a social pariah. Yeah, and her family was social climbers anyway, so they were kind of like a barnacle on the edge of the ton rather than being kind of really well established and respected. At any rate, her sister Helen has fallen in love with the son of Lord Vetnor and his other son, his older or younger than this one, I can't remember, Percy, is the one who ruined Thea two years ago. So her sister wants to marry the other child, the actually nice, the one nice son that Lord Vetnor seems to have. And Lord Vetnor has said, absolutely not. She's a merchant's daughter. You're not marrying a shopkeeper, blah, blah, blah. And so Thea has agreed. So Ventnor has sent men to follow Helen and make sure that she doesn't run off with his son. Mm-hmm. And so Thea has agreed to meet Helen at a inn near Arabella's house, which is a house party that Helen was going to, and swap 
essentially swap places with her because no one at the house party except for Arabella knows Helen. So Thea was like, I'll just go. I'll pretend to be you. Vetnor's men won't be allowed on the grounds anyway, so I only have to kind of trick them for like yep. five minutes. She turns up at the tavern wearing like an old priest's costume, basically. Or a huge great coat and a big hat and stuff. And so they swap clothing and Helen has this huge bonnet on that kind of hides her face and off she goes. So she goes off to Scotland to meet her love and to get married and and Thea goes off to distract Vetnor long enough for Helen and his son to get married in Scotland to elope. As they're leaving the inn, they run kind of bodily into Lord Luxborough, who is Rafe, and that's his real name. Yep. And he had married, he had been married to Vetnor's daughter, Catherine, and they ran away and eloped together because she also was like my dad's the When worst. he was young and yes, passionate and, and it's many years later and Catherine has botanist. since. Yeah, and he died. wasn't supposed to be the Earl. Like two other people had to die for him to be the Earl kind of thing. She has passed away and he has had a huge, not that he ever liked Vetnor, but they've had a massive falling out. Vetnor, in exchange for some exotic orchids, has convinced or has asked Rafe to go to Arabella's house party and distract or convince Helen or keep an eye on Helen, something he's like, just do solve this problem for me. And so Rafe has a secondary problem, which is that he wants to inherit a big chunk of capital from his grandmother's estate, but she has willed it so that he can only inherit that capital if he gets married. Classic. And his previous marriage to Catherine didn't count because her, like Catherine predeceased the grandmother. So a dead wife doesn't count. You have to have a living one. So he's like, well, perfect opportunity. He had obviously sent like spies into Helen's household and, and discovered that Thea and Helen had planned this switcheroo. So he knows. He knows that it's not Helen, that it's actually Thea. But he's like, if I can get Thea to marry me, which he assumes she'll do because she got ruined by trying to be a little grasping social climber and trying to trick men into marrying her. She didn't, but that's what everyone thought happened. That's the narrative. That's the, that's the rumor that got spread and ruined her. So he thinks if I can get her to marry me, but she's not really Helen, she's Thea, but obviously she'll have to marry me pretending to be Helen then we can stay married long enough for me to get my inheritance. And then when it all comes out that she's not actually Helen, I can, you know, Rafe is like, I can be aghast and like, oh, I had no idea. And then the marriage is null and void, but he still gets to keep the inheritance because obviously he won't give the money back. So that's kind of the setup. In the end... Hang on, there's a reason why she's planning revenge. So she's got a plan that's that's clearly shaped to revenge to She's going to create a pamphlet, which apparently was quite a thing that people did at the time. Something happened, people would write a pamphlet and publish it. And And post it in all the houses around the time. So it seemed really weird to me, but then I looked into it and it's a legit thing that they did historically. So she's going to write this pamphlet that is about all the things that what actually happened to her and Arabella is going to help her publish it and then they're going to distribute it through London and everyone will be like, oh my gosh, we're so wrong and her parents will apologise and receive her back into the bosom of the family and she will go on and live her life. Once more she'll belong. But she needs a little bit of capital to pay the publisher to actually begin the pamphlet. So she's got her own kind of thing going on. He asks her to marry her, marry him. She laughs in his face and says, absolutely not. And then he goes and essentially, like, threatens Arabella 
through her dad and can and kind of just creates a situation where Thea has to say yes. So she does. They get married. To save her friend. Yep. They get married and off they go to his estate. How she thought that was going to end anyway other than her being completely ruined by having spent two weeks at his estate, presumably as his wife, I don't know. I feel like it didn't really matter in it the didn't. narrative. Well, it did right at the end when she was like, well, this is blown up. I thought no one would know. And I was like, why did you think that? Because clearly that was never going to happen. So that's kind of it. And then love happens That is basically the story. Uh, oh, I've got to go. Dun, 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 and the Ventnor plot unfolds and yeah, every, like everything has to get resolved. And, yeah, and everything I know, is... Yeah, and I know it's really... Com- like everything was quite just complicated in the explaining of it. But that's like the first two and a half to three chapters of the book. It's very quick. They meet within five pages. I think book. it's actually only the first chapter and a half. Potentially. Like, it's really quick. It's boom, 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 and brrr. It's yep. a really pacey book. Two seconds later, they're married and back at his estate. Yep. yep. And then his estate has a whole bunch of other characters. I suppose that's the only other thing to add. Uh, on top of sort of all the mysteries, his estate has this whole cast of kind of semi-misfit characters and they're really interesting is he the one who was attacked by the jaguar yeah so he i suppose that's the other thing he has like a big because he's the beastly kind of earl right and so he's got all these rumors about him in society about being a sorcerer and stuff because he sort of ran off yes with Catherine to to south america or america uh, yeah to america and he's a botanist so he was looking for plants and stuff in the jungle in the jungle he got attacked by a jaguar so he's got like this big scar all down one side of his face and the rumor going around is that he witchcraft Catherine into yes, death. that's right. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of it, really. The end. Well, Amy. read the book for more. Well, yes, there is more to know. It's just in the book. Yeah. Amy, because I got to go first with the spoiler-free recap, you get to go first with what did you think about the beastly sort of Earl. This one, I really enjoyed this book. It was pacey and it was like i can't remember which book it was it was clearly that forgettable but recently we read a romance novel and i was like it was put downable this yes. wasn't no i think i read this in two sittings yeah which I, is hard to do with children i had two stabs at the first chapter mostly because i just wasn't in the mood for it sure. and then i was like and boom brrr, finished, it, finished it gave it to you the next day yep. so it was a really cracking read i liked both thea and him yeah. Rafe, and I did, like, their backstories, they sound so melodramatic, but they were, but the book actually has a lot of humour in it. Like, Well, because the, they, uh, were, they were melodramatic, and she is a slightly melodramatic character. But she's, she's quite funny. She has this really, like, bubbling sense of humour. So things yeah. things aren't uh, rough, but she, you know, off they're going to his estate, and she's like, I'm really disappointed it doesn't have, like, vines everywhere and look like. Yeah, you're, you know, he's like, she's like, you're terrifying. You're terrifying. Why are there not buttresses and things yeah, like that? Yeah, where are yeah. the chains and the ghosts? <laughs> yeah. If you're a wizard, this should look different. Yeah. I'm disappointed. <laughs> this, this is far too pleasant uh, out, outlook for you. <laughs> so I enjoyed how... I guess the writing of it, like, there was so much to laugh about, but I also had a big cry. Of course I did have a big cry. Of course I did. But I enjoyed that in the writing. Like, there's this great scene in A Tavern as they're beginning the journey up north. So good. Where Again, probably chapter three. Yeah. Thea tells her story to 
rife. And it becomes a theatrical sort of, production. Yeah, it spirals out of control and the whole pub gets involved and that was really quite funny and sort of, for me, established a bit of the tone yeah, of the book. Ventnor, great to have a villain. I really like a book that has like an actual and sort of villain. And he's properly like melodramatic style villain. He's great. And the resolution is like proper melodrama resolution yes, and yes. you're like, yes, woo, woo. Yes. And the little like oh, that person's this. And I worked out, I was like, I bet you she's this person. Ooh, they dropped little clues and I was able to work it out. Yeah, there were little mysteries that you could work out along the way. And that was really fun and really enjoyable as a reader. But I really liked both of them, which I think is important because sometimes, you know, how like one of the characters and the other you're like, I guess he's all right. And there was like at the the sort of the end and the heartbreak when when the revenge plan doesn't go as she wanted and then she goes to her parents' house and they're like, oh, so there's this sort of moment of like heartbreak around. And realisation. And And the other thing I liked about that. I sobbed. I sobbed my guts out. (laughs) And then at the end I was like, woo! So this was a exciting. It took uh, you on a nice journey. The emotional journey was very well handled. I hit all the emotions in this book, but I didn't want to put it down. That's I, great. I, really, I would totally recommend it. I think it was great. And they were both really good characters. Yeah. And it was exactly what I needed. In yeah. like exactly what you wanted yeah. in a novel like this. I'll absolutely read it again. Yeah, fair enough. Good thing we own a hard copy. Yeah, and there. if it ever becomes available on digital, I will be buying a digital, the digital the version. The travel version. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, you were just going to say something, but I kept talking. I don't recall now. Okay. What did you think? I totally agree on all of those points. I actually preferred this heaps more than Arabella's book. And actually, it makes perfect sense that this is a prequel and not the first in the series because it really doesn't set up anybody else. It doesn't take that annoying time of a first book kind of introducing you to characters who might also like to leave. I guess it has to leave loose ends in order to be a first book in a series and this leaves no loose ends like all of the people everything Mm. all the complexities get dealt with and managed and tied up and and it's fun it deals with really awful and really serious things that happened to these people and so their stakes are real but they're just really well written the stakes were high and that's why i said (laughs) yeah and i so it's interesting that you say that you're like one of the things you enjoyed is liking both of the characters. I agree. I actually really liked both of them. And I found that really interesting because so she's so she's quite bubbly and mm. very like, I'm going to look on the bright side and, oh, I'm sorry, I'm off chasing a butterfly. I think the picture of her on the front of the book, like the artwork they've gone with is her like surrounded by butterflies, butterflies. yeah, <laughs> which is a pretty good kind of way to de- depict her. And normally I would find that quite grating and annoying, but she's obviously, and when you talk about it, she's like, look, dude, I'm making the most. I'm making the best. I These are my choices. The world has kind of kicked me in the pants and I can either wallow or I can have a plan and I choose to have a plan. And so she's a really strong character mm. in that sense. Anyway, I just think it's great. I mean, I don't want one, to – one of my three notes that I also wrote <laughs> – um, it's like I turned up last Saturday and you're like, 
I sort of really was hoping no one would turn up because I'm, I'm four pages, four from, the pages end from the end of this book and I told you where I was up to and you were like, oh my God, I always <laughs> want to excuse you from our social engagements even we're finished. How have you put it down? Yeah, because that was like, dun, dun, dun. Yes. Yeah. And it was one of the ones that every time my husband would sort of turn around, I'd be reading the book. And in the morning I was sitting in bed reading the book and the kids were all jumping all over us and, you know, playing games and reading books and doing things. And Eric was was like, oh, I'll go downstairs and start start breakfast. And I was like, that'd be great. I'll be down in two seconds. I'll I'll just get dressed and, you know, sort sort the boys out and rah, rah. Two hours later. And then my eldest, my five-year-old, came up and was like, Dad has sent me up um, and he said that breakfast is ready. And I was like, great. Thank you, darling. I'll be down in just a minute. And he was like, no, he said, I'm not allowed to leave without you. You have to come now. And he said, I have to take the book. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so my children were neglected, me and Nancy, because you... Cause yeah, for like three hours. For three hours, yeah, it was fine. Anyway, Crackingly pacey read. It was so, it was so good. I really, really loved it. And yeah, so one of my notes that I wrote says, I almost don't want to say too much. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, there are so many <laughs> bits of this that I yeah. really, really liked, but I don't want to go into it because as I was starting it, there were a few things that popped up that I immediately thought... I hope that comes back around. I, they, hope, I hope the, the arc the arc that I'm seeing for that comes but back it, around, and it totally does. It, I didn't have a cry, but well, I, mean, I don't. I think we've established there's yeah. only one romance novel you've read where you actually had a cry. I've got my hair stuck in this button. I can't help you. Mm. Do you want me to help you? Can you release okay. me? Maybe. Oh, wait on. I can feel what's going on. Just a sec. There you go. Okay. There I'm going to tie my hair back so that doesn't repeat. Anyway, yes. I loved it. I will absolutely read it again. You might have to, like, you might struggle to get the physical copy off me. It mm. now lives in my house. Yeah. shelf. It probably should it was live my on... my monies. Well, I was about to say, it should probably actually live on your bookshelf because you're just much better at library you know than a I hard, am. a hard copy that size of a romance novel cost? I don't know, $35? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I'll librarian it. I'll be able to tell you exactly where it is. Yeah, well, shelf. that way when I... Well, no, because you know me. Uh, two years from now, I will be like... I want to read that book. Remember the one that was funny with and the butterflies. With the butter, she chased butterflies, and he might have been. It might have been a beauty beast thing. And remember, he wasn't that scary. And you'll be like, it was this one. Here's the book. He was actually a bit of a sweetheart. He was a sweetheart. And actually, there were other things that I will mention when I ask for the book again. There'll be other. There, those are not the most standout parts of it. But again, I don't. Wanna, I actually just spoilers. don't want to give too much away. So yes, it's a total treasure from me. Recommend. Get out and read it. It's great. Worth buying. Worth buying, yeah. Worth, yep. worth having a friend spend $35 on it and then lending you the book. I can highly or recommend Or spending the $35 yourself. <laughs> so thank you, Lorelai, and thank you very much for bringing me a Vincy to our attention. I'm going to read the rest of the series. Well, that was my other thing. I After I finished Arabella's book, mm. I was like, meh, I don't know that I need to do any more of this. Like, I can see where this is going. Yeah. I'm not that into it. I, after finishing Beastly Kind of Earl, I was like, I want more. I definitely am reading more Mia Vincent. And they're available digitally. Yes. So, so yes, I will be reading the rest of the series. Great. Well. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing those appear on the Kobo for us to uh, Engage get right with. into. Hmm. At any rate, thank you once again for spending some of your time with us. You know we are eternally grateful that you are all a part of our international book club. Woo. On that end, keep your recommends coming in. This year has been very, I suppose, awesome. our cup runneth over when it comes to recommends, and you guys are majestic at recommending things to us. So please, please, please keep sending us your recommends. Also really happy 
to read stuff you are like, this was pus. <laughs> I am also happy to do that. Yeah, if you've read something that moved you either direction, send it to us. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Join us again next week. We will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and perhaps glowing recommendations, or not, for whatever we read that week. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.